Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Consular by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA, private level, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi, and today we'll bring a very special guest. Her name is Leslie Hensel, and she's the co-founder of Riverbend Consulting, which they are experts when it comes to everything that has to do with your Amazon account health. So, you know, account suspension, async suspensions, the whole thing that you we, we all always afraid when waking up and seeing our email and seeing a notification or getting suspended, like Riverbend is there to support you. And that's why I wanted to bring today Leslie to talk around this topic, because I know every single day, there are new policies, new changes, new things that you need to be aware of as a seller. And I'm pretty sure she's going to drop a lot of uh, gold nuggets, as they call them, to make sure your account is always in line. So, Leslie, it's a pleasure to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. And I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I mean, to be honest, I love what you guys do in the space. been following for a while now, the content, the webinars, everything. I feel like what you guys bring to the space in terms of providing guidance for, uh, around the Amazon account health issue is very important because... I mean, we work with many clients that, you know, when something happens to their account or something goes down, like I feel people nowadays, they are so lost. They don't know how to really do a plan of action or how to really get in track of uh, basically reactivate their business and seeing that you guys are helping with those issues is awesome. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Now, before we jump into all the technicalities and the complexity of everything that's with, you know, account suspensions and so on, I would like to start with you. I think something that we like to do at the show is to learn around the founders of these amazing companies and you know use that as an inspiration so maybe you can tell me how you landed into the amazon space and what made you basically found riverbend yeah absolutely so i am one of those mommies you know how (laughs) there's all these mommies out there who use amazon as a side hustle because they want to be home (laughs) with their kids yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that it, that is me. Uh, so many years ago, I was working as a consultant. I was freelancing, working out of my house and my yeah. older kid was diagnosed with autism and a bunch of other stuff. And okay. we were, he was struggling in school. We couldn't figure out what to do. We decided to homeschool him. But when you, uh, homeschool and you're doing a bunch of therapy, it's super expensive. So I couldn't just quit working because our expenses mm-hmm. just went through the roof. My yeah. husband's working full time. So I started doing an FBA on the side back in the day where you're like doing all retail arbitrage, wow. right? And so I would go at night. My husband would work during the day. He'd be home at night with the kids. I'm out sourcing products on the weekend as a family. We pack and ship. And that wow. is how we That's afforded awesome. therapy <laughs> for my kid who now is a junior in college and doing wow. just great. So it was so worth it. And that was my introduction to the Amazon world. So it it also just goes to know, you never know where your side hustle is going to mm-hmm. take you. 
Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing <laughs> story. First of all, I want to congratulate you for what you have achieved. So nice story for sure. And I think, yeah, when it comes to, you know, the Amazon space, I feel most of us, the majority land on the space because we want to do something on the side. You know, we are struggling and we want to create another income. But then the beauty of the Amazon space is like, it's not just about selling. It's about also helping our sellers, creating a service solution to, you know, support our businesses grow. And that's what you did with Riverbend. So maybe tell us a little bit about why you decided to do like everything that is the most difficult thing on Amazon, like dealing with account suspension. I mean, that's like the worst part of Amazon. And and it's so stressful. Even myself, when I wake up and I see those messages from my client, I still get like panic. So tell us. What made you actually focus on this area, which is at the same time so important to support Amazon? So let's uh, keep going. Yeah. And you're right. It is the part of Amazon no one wants to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> to really be able to handle stress and not internalize it, stay mm. calm for the client. We are like half service provider and half therapist. That hey, we're going to get through <laughs> this good. together, y'all. Yeah. Um, so really, it's because my background prior to doing anything in Amazon was consulting work. I uh, wrote the equivalent of plans okay. of action back then. I helped I people write business plans, um, did okay. a lot of old school work in that area. So then when you start meeting people out at events, you start, you know, say they start saying, I've got this problem. And this mm -hmm. was back before there were agencies like us helping out. Um, and one of the people that I met along the way uh, that I got reinstated was a guy named Joe Zalta and he was mm -hmm. panicked because his account was down. He had used another service provider who hadn't gotten him reinstated. He was referred wow. to me. I got him reinstated pretty fast. And then yeah, a few nice. weeks later he called me and said, you know, we should really like do something mm -hmm. with this because you're all about service and processes and I'm all about marketing and sales and he has a really strong retail background. Yeah. So he said yeah. we should join forces. So we did. And he is now my business partner five and a half years. Wow. What a journey. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think I mean that that's the beauty of the space. You know, sometimes by having to deal yourself with the issues, that's when you discover that there's actually need in the market to offer the service. Uh, I'm happy to see that you guys did that with Riverbrand. Now Let's start jumping into what everybody's looking for to get out of this episode, which is, you know, the knowledge around, you know, how we navigate these issues. And I think, first of all, maybe we can start with a very simple question, like, what are the latest things you have seen in the space? Maybe what are the most common suspensions you have seen? And then we can use that as a kickstart to go further. Yeah. So the number one question I have for sellers right now is, what is your account health rating? So mm -hmm. we all saw for many years, Amazon created that new scorecard that's yeah. on the middle of the account health page. And it yeah. had that bar that was the <laughs> red. It was not really yeah. red though. It's like pink, uh, the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the red, yellow, and green. And it would mm -hmm. say healthy or not healthy. Yeah. And it said beta. And it was mm. in beta for long enough for people to I like know. get married, fall in love, have children, Christ. you know, get pets, go mm -hmm. on vacations. I mean, it was in beta for years. Uh, yeah. So last fall, they suddenly took it out of beta. And now by now, almost everyone has been rolled out an account health rating, which is a score from zero to a thousand. The mm -hmm. crazy thing about this scale is zero to 200 is bad. <laughs> And know, 200 to 1,000 is okay. I mean, like who comes everybody, up with this? 
Yeah, like everybody's okay, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you you would think though it would be somewhere like in the middle, like five hundred and down is not good, and five hundred and up is great. But no, it's two hundred. Um, the that two hundred to a thousand is based on volume. So a lot of that um... is about how much you do in sales. Uh, which is that is a great improvement because in the past Amazon would do a lot of ace and suspension based on whole numbers instead yeah. of based on. Um, gosh, this is a super high volume product. Obviously, you're going to have some imperfect orders and cranky buyers, right? And mm -hmm. and you don't take down the ASIN for that. So that is a positive. The negative is, I think a lot of people don't really understand this score, and Amazon hasn't done a great job of explaining. So I can tell you what we have seen um, within your account when you click on each of those areas under the score. So it has like IP violations. It has uh, like you sold as new condition stuff, inauthentic. Um, mm -hmm. When you click on those, it will actually tell you how much impact that violation has on your account. Yeah. Um, so if something says critical, yeah. do not leave it even for a day. Uh, we had an account last week. This really shocked me. Um, mm. And it, and as y'all can imagine, we see a lot of things. So <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot to shock me. Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we had an account last week. This I would consider fairly high volume account okay. was taken down by two critical violations. Uh, wow. And they have 2,100 SKUs in their catalog. So wow. to be taken down by two ASINs that were critical violations is shocking to me. They were both intellectual property. Um, a super important thing for everyone to know is that in the past, the uh, suspected intellectual property, okay, let's admit it. We all ignored them and blew them off, right? Because <laughs> yeah, nothing ever happened. And unless yeah. you had a bunch of that inventory sitting and you needed to sell it, you would just be like, forget yeah. about it. Forget um, about it. Those count against you now. And so... Each of these violations that's in that scorecard kind of adds up and it subtracts from your score. And if mm -hmm. you are under 200, they say, you've got to work with us and fix this or we're going to suspend your account. Um, okay. Now, that sounds kind of friendly-ish, but there's still the enforcement. <laughs> the enforcement is still really uneven. So sometimes okay. you get that warning and then all of a sudden you're suspended. Like they, they, yeah, don't, they don't give you, give you time. time. Yeah, yeah. I and see. then other times, other times it drags on. We've had people come in who have hundreds of violations that we don't even understand how they were still alive. Yeah. And in their cases, we've appealed ace and after ace and after ace and, and it's dragged out for months. And as long as we keep working on it, they haven't been taken down, which to me, I would, I mean, if I were the investigator, I would have. I would have taken yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. You see, <laughs> you see the whole picture. It's always this case on Amazon. I mean, there's always unfair things that you see. Sometimes your competitor doing the IVD, you get suspended, or vice versa. And it is the, it is what it is, right? It's difficult sometimes to make a playing ground for everybody. But yeah, I have seen the same from our clients as well. Now, with this feature, now that you mentioned something interesting that I also saw is that they added this call action. You can call somebody. Right. So basically try to solve this issue. So uh, just to add some, uh, you know, explanation to everybody listening here. How have you found actually this being useful? Because I have some clients that they have used this but, and they get an answer in one call. They get another answer in another call. 
they get uh, so it's not really proper support as, as they're picturing. So what what have you seen as well? So y'all, what he's referring to is there's a button in the top right and it says call us and it's yeah. health services. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And because they are tangentially part of seller performance. So they're not the actual seller performance investigators, um, but they okay. are people who help with account health issues. And so you think, oh, well, cool. They're on that team. They know yeah, stuff. Yeah. They can mm -hmm. help me. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot like seller support. So seller support, tell me if I'm wrong. 20% of the guys handling cases like know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then 20% of them give you information that will actually get your account taken down. Yeah. And the remaining advice. Right. Yeah. Bad advice. And then the remaining 60%, it's just like a loop and nothing ever happens and you never get anywhere. Right. I mean, in that kind of ballpark, how things yeah, are. I, I, I agree with you. I agree. So yeah. account <laughs> health, same thing. So 20% of them, brilliant, know what they're doing, highly trained, um, super skilled, will give you feedback that can help you reinstate your ACE and get your account back up. 20% of them will give you advice that will actually get you blocked forever. Mm -hmm. And then the remainder, they're just sending you in on a merry chase. Um, mm -hmm. They give you irrelevant information. They tell you, oh, really what we want you to address is thing B. And that actually isn't the thing at all. Um, we've had clients call account health who have told us advice that they were given that, I mean, seriously, you could be, you could be blocked to where it would be mm. really hard for us to get you back. Yeah, that, that's why I asked you this question. And I feel this is a good point to provide value to our listeners, because sometimes I, I get asked that question from my clients, like, yeah, I can get that solved by giving them a call. And, and from my experience and what my clients are telling me, they're getting the wrong advice, they're doing the wrong action. Sometimes the solution is even worse to the reason they were taken down in the first place. And that's why I always advise in the first place, just go directly with an expert like Riverbrand, right? And wasting your time on these calls and case studies. I feel like most of the time, if you're going to play with the percentage we just described, most of the time you're going to get the, the wrong answer. <laughs> well, and the, the very worst thing that we've seen many times is when people are stuck in a verification loop mm -hmm. or, some, or, a, or a linked accounts problem where your account has been linked to a bad guy's account or a past account you had that was closed or whatever. Um, and in those cases, frequently, the people that you call on that line will tell you to just open a new account. That's great. great and so that will not only get the new account blocked, it'll get this account blocked and any other account blocked. And there will be a note on there saying you were trying to circumvent again after you were warned. And circumvention is, so Amazon is a land of second chances. They mm -hmm. love to give second, even third, fourth, fifth chances. If you're mm -hmm. honest, if you're an honest broker, if you're really trying to fix problems, even if you make mistakes, screw up bad products, you can live with, you know, you can get through that. You cannot get through lying to them and getting caught and you cannot get through circumventing their rules. So they're literally telling you like the one thing you should never do and to do it. It scares me to death. And then I we know. have to talk our clients out of it, right? I we have know. to be like, no, no, no. I know it, it, it's <laughs> concerning. And I think that's why it's, it's good that we touch this point, but because just to bring this to a table so we can close this topic is like the same. Some clients are getting ACEs taken down and the advice they're getting a, they're given is that create another a product a, with the same information, everything, a new AC and everything is you're replicating the same issue again over and over. It's like, oh my God. But anyway, 
it is what it is, right? Now, uh, let's jump into another question that I get quite often. And this is more like a prevention, prevention of questions. Like people want to know what are the things like the most common mistakes people must be doing right now to get suspended and how they can avoid them. So maybe you can give us some insights around that as well. Absolutely. So there is a suspension type that has come back from the dead and it relates mm -hmm. exactly to this question. So okay. way back when I started doing appeals like eight, nine, 10 years ago, most of them were for inauthentic. And that meant that a buyer complained that what they received was not an authentic product. It didn't match mm -hmm. the detail page for some reason, whatever. It's mm -hmm. not authentic. Um, and then that kind of went away. And for a long time now, like two years, we rarely see an inauthentic suspension, sometimes ASINs, but it back, okay, it is back in full force. And it's for the same reason as always. <laughs> People are listing products that the packaging doesn't match. Mm. So okay. either they've changed, if they're private label, they updated yep. their packaging, but they still have stuff in the warehouse and they didn't create two SKUs. Or they are sourcing product, whether it's RA or from wholesale or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's different packaging. That freaks customers out. And especially in anything consumable, uh, like a supplement, a food product, anything you put on your body, um, they don't, people don't like that. So that's a really big one is packaging, not matching. And I know a lot of your people are private label. Yeah. I tell you, y'all, there is magic in using multiple FN SKUs. So if you have a new run of your product and you're updating the packaging and you're shipping stuff in because your plan is, well, as soon as, you know, they're going to, we'll sell out of the old SKU and they'll start yeah, selling the new strong. SKU. Yeah, you don't want that mixed up in the same bin. You need it in yeah. separate bins. So you get down to 100 units or whatever of your product. You suck those puppies out of the warehouse. And then you turn on the new FN SKU of the inventory that's there, which I relates see. to another huge mistake people make, um, which is expiration. So, okay. uh, And I'll tell you why. It's usually not your fault. It's usually Amazon's fault. Oh, so, interesting. Yes, <laughs> but you know, you can't tell them that. Um, yeah, they're so Amazon, <laughs> FBA warehouses are supposed to be FIFO, first in, first out. First item in the warehouse is supposed to be the first unit sold. Oh, that's a lie. We all know it's a lie. It doesn't work that way. That would be great. The bigger issue is Amazon accepts returns of things they're not supposed to, and they do poor returns grading, meaning mm. something comes back. They should not put it back in inventory, and they do, such as coffee makers with moldy coffee, um, uh, hair appliances with hair in them, <laughs> and how about the expired vitamins that someone bought, never used, returned a year later, or how about the, the vitamins that fell on the floor in the warehouse, went under a shelf and got found, and they threw it back in the bin, right? Uh, These are all things that happen, and then it's expired. So mm -hmm. let's go back to that FN SKU idea. If you have any product that could be gross and disgusting and freak people out, like a coffee maker or a hair appliance, you know, yeah. things that you shutter or anything that expires, you need to send in batches to the warehouse on different FN SKUs. And mm -hmm. when you, at some point, you're going to say, we're down to this many units. How many are the same returned unit getting thrown back into sellable? 
Mm-hmm. We all know that happens, right? So yeah. you get it down to a certain number of, of units. You know there's a few gross ones in there because you keep getting the same complaint. And then you turn that F and SKU off. You recall or destroy that inventory. You turn the new one on. So you've already got that new inventory in the warehouse. You're not missing out on sales. Mm-hmm. You're just rotating your inventory. And and if you do that, they can never sell expired inventory because those units they just found from two years ago, you turned that F and SKU off. I see. And expired inventory is bad for your brand because you get nasty comments. You get nasty reviews, nasty store feedback. Um, you get uh, threats from Amazon. They almost consider it to be like fraud when you're selling expired units. Um, there's all kinds of bad things that happen. And and if you're a manufacturer of those things, private label manufacturer, the FDA can get notified if it's a mm-hmm. repetitive issue. So the rotating F and SKU is like my favorite ever strategy. And it solves wow. so many of these annoying FBA issues. Very good strategy. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So yeah, very good. I'm going to actually start implementing that myself as well. And now uh, going back uh, to the first type of suspension, just to ask you another extra question here. I know you mentioned that, let's say we bring a updated version of the product, like their packaging as a small modification. Do we need to ask for permission to Amazon about this? Because I know there are some comments also going around that if if you change somehow the product, it should be considered a new async altogether. So could you actually get suspended for like if you change the product too much, like you made the pro- the packaging too too different or or you add like an extra pen or an accessory and you call it the same async? Because I have gotten that question as well. Yeah. This is a really tough one. And a lot of it is about uh, your risk tolerance. Now I'll tell you, I have not seen an account suspended okay. for changing this information. I have seen ASINs go down for it. So I'll tell you what the rule is and then I'll tell you what reality is that most people <laughs> actually do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the rule is if you completely change the branding on something, yeah. like it was, um, you know, so I'm looking at your, your goldfish. It was like <laughs> goldfish fins. And then you changed it to goldfish shark fins. Well, obviously yeah. that's a completely different brand, right? Um, so if you do that, you are supposed to completely change the ASIN. Now, what most people do, because it's really not realistic. I mean, you're, it doesn't even make sense. If it's the same fundamental product, um, it actually hurts Amazon as well as the brand to -hmm. give up all of your reviews and your BSR and everything else. Um, what most people do is slow walk the changes. Uh, so they, they will gradually change the listing detail page over time. Now, actually getting the brand name changed is really tough. And sometimes that you need some extra help for that. So we've actually done appeals to certain people at Amazon and said, here's why we need to change it. Please don't penalize us. You'll see that the UPCs match. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. Um, so that can be rough. But as far as like packaging, usually if you slow walk those changes, Amazon doesn't notice or care. As long as you're not doing something they would consider truly manipulative i see very good very good um it's not now, within policy though but <laughs> no, just, no, just no, a, that's my caveat it's a gray area yeah it's a gray area i know like a lot yeah. of things with amazon it's all in the gray area is you need to, to- see how much risk you want to tolerate and mm-hmm. understand that is risk involved now to start concluding i think another thing that i want to bring to the table is like 
how people react when they get a suspension or an async taken down. Because I see a lot of mistakes when it comes to this, like people start replying back with emotional messages, so they get mad, or they start sending screenshots that doesn't even relate to the issue. They don't really build a plan of action. And I think I want to use this opportunity because you, I know you guys are expert at this. Like, what can be some high level like strategy when it comes when you get a suspension or an async taking down of some issue with your account? Like, how you should react? Like, do you advise like, um, I mean, what is typical plan of action you would advise? So how how quickly you should reply and all of that? So we can give some tactical advice if possible. Yeah. So the first thing is to stop and do nothing. Okay. Um, because if you just immediately respond, it will not be the right answer. I promise mm. it won't. Also, you're either mad or scared or freaked I out. See. And so that emotional response you're going to give, bad. Yeah. It, it your first shot is already blown. And it takes longer and longer for you to get responses as the things go on. So don't, don't do that. Um, number two is don't ask Amazon questions. <laughs> I know. I have so, seen that. <laughs> <laughs> so I see, I know you're laughing because you're like, yeah. oh, that has been the yeah. bane of my existence. Because um, yeah. we have clients who come to us that they're all their responses to Amazon have been, where are you seeing this? Yeah. Where are you they getting this data? Yeah, Why yeah. do you think this happened? No, Amazon expects you to know how your business is running, including all of these things that you really can't see. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to figure it out. So don't respond with questions because they'll just roll their eyes and send you back the, you need a new plan of action. Blah, 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 blah. Number three is um, you need to do a data dive in your account. Okay. And the, there's so much there. I know you can't see what Amazon sees, but there's still voice of the customer, uh, the seller feedback. Um, there's, uh, the reviews for your products. If you sell products, there's even the reviews for products that aren't yours that you can look through and see if there's yeah. a, if there's a, you know, some kind of a warning sign, there's your returns, there's comments with returns. Um, there's return rates for certain things that might be outsized. There's a lot of data to go through to really parse and figure out the issue. Cause I'll tell you what you don't want to do. You don't want to give Amazon a plan of action based on your feelings not on data and get reinstated and then have them take down the same ASIN or account again for the same thing, because you can come back from that. I'm not saying you can't, you can come back from that for anything except reviews, abuse and platform manipulation. Yeah. Those are two strikes you're out. Anything else that's not like fraud, you can come back, but they will even say, we looked back and saw you didn't implement your plan of action or something along those lines. And nice, it takes yeah. a lot longer. So if the first time it took you a week to get reinstated, the second time it'll take you a month. Mm -hmm. So you've got to yeah. really look at the data. You have to believe the data, which means, okay, I know there are bad buyers and there are mean people and all these things, but you have to, you have to go in and admit some stuff because most of the time it's not a black hat that made this happen to you. 5% yeah. of the time, maybe the rest of the time you screwed up. You could have done yeah. better. Yeah. There are even things like that ASIN um, or the FNSKU rotation we were talking about earlier. You're not a bad seller if you don't do that. No. But yeah. are you a better seller if you do it? Yes, if you're selling a consumable. Yeah. So there's there are things like that where you don't have to admit you were evil or something. Yeah, you just have like, to say, this is how we're doing it better. Yeah. Um, so you have, you have to be proactive, uh, apologetic in your stance, 
don't lie. And that's a good thing. Sometimes they lie. You make things up to make Amazon happy. They can find that. So that's a big one as well. <laughs> yeah, you really, have, I mean, it, there are, there is something in there. There is a way yeah, to yeah. find fault. And yeah, there's yeah. a way to admit it without saying, I deserve uh, this. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm a bad person. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You just have to say that we could have done this part so much better. And this is how we're going to do it better in the future. Um, keep it short. Uh, to the point, use bullet points. Um, mm -hmm. And, and yeah, and, and then actually go do the stuff you tell them they're going to do. Mm, uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> because really, about two thirds of the time, a seller either did something wrong, or they could have avoided what happened, right? One third of the time, there's bad enforcement, black hat, oh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. But two thirds of the time, seller could have done better. Why wouldn't you want to do better? And so my final thought on this is when you write this plan of action, mm -hmm. think about your bottom line because probably the stuff that made your ASIN get suspended is costing you money because it, you have a high returns rate. Um, anything that gets sent back, you are eating the fees. You're eating yeah. the pick and pack. And you, the shipping fees and everything else when you ship that inventory and you're eating all of that, you have mm. just a couple of ASINs with high return rates, your, you, your profitability is zero. So mm. don't think of this only as like a punishment. Think of it as, you know what, I need to be making more money and this is keeping me from making money. Try and, try and flip it on its head of an opportunity to improve. I know that sounds like something I would say to my 15-year-old son, and it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a learning experience, honey, that bad grade on that essay. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's true. It, it, everything is an opportunity to do better. That's amazing advice. Yeah, I think we're going to use that to close it here. I mean, I, I appreciate all the advice and all the tactics you share with us today. I, I think this is a topic that, you know, people get very emotional and, and that's why sometimes we do these mistakes. But at the end of the day, if you say calm and you know, where you did a mistake and you know you reach out to real events so they can help you with all the plan of action everything uh, i'm pretty sure you're gonna get running back in no time so and actually i want to use this opportunity now so if you can tell us more about how people can find you and what is your content information so you know when those uh, bad days happens they can come to you crying and i know you're gonna take care of them uh, and make sure everything is fixed <laughs> absolutely so you can find us at riverbendconsulting.com and what's exciting about our website you can fill out a form or mm -hmm. we have a phone number and we answer the phone and we talk to people which these awesome. days that's that's not super Difficult. common yeah, yeah. and we have consultative people who answer the phone. So if you have a problem, we'll talk it through with you. And if we're not the right service provider, we have a lot of great people um, that we can refer you to for other issues if they're not in our wheelhouse. Also, if you head on over to LinkedIn and put in Leslie Hensel, um, I post content every week that's about Amazon, keeping you up to date on the latest and greatest over there. Awesome. That's amazing. So I'm going to make sure to put everything down in the description. And in the meantime, I want to thank you. I appreciate your time. I'm looking forward to having you in the next one. Yeah. Thank hey, you. Hey, thanks so much. Bye bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the e commerce lab by ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website 
at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.